0: Hi, this is Troy Eckerd. I'm the uh, CEO and manager of Eckerd Land and Acquisition. With me is Ronnie Arroche, our business development uh, manager. And we are constantly working with our high net worth clients that are qualified and financially looking for assets in the energy space. And what we have done is we've been working for and on mineral acquisitions in the state of Oklahoma. So we get a lot of questions from a lot of sophisticated investors. They could be bankers, lawyers, they could be in the business, engineers, geologists. And a lot of their questions have to do with minerals, understanding how they work, and the best possible way they can uh, consider these types of investments for their own portfolio. So Ronnie, you've had a bunch of questions from your clients. They've been asking you things like, you know, how the minerals work. One of the key topics is that we have a lot of investors that have a big real estate portfolio. So I'm here to answer some of those questions, see if I can explain them to your partners and some of our new partners out there, and see if maybe we can kind of shorten the information gap and make it easier to understand.
1: Yeah, Well, yeah. I'm talking to different partners on a, on a regular basis. They, they're they trying to understand. They're, they're getting the value in the minerals, but they're trying to understand what the correlation is between owning minerals and how that's so similar to owning real estate. And so just wanted to see if maybe you can kind of tell a lot of our partners how, how those things are similar, how they can see owning minerals like real estate. And, Hopefully
0: you can help us with these maps as well. Okay, good. Well, first off, thank you for for the uh, information. I know we work hard to try to get our feedback from our partners so that way we know what the the, the difference is between understanding and confusion. And I'm going to put it in as simple terms as I can. For those of us that have been involved in real estate investments, I'm going to let you know minerals are effectively like being the (laughs) landlord. Okay, when you buy a mineral interest, you own what is below the ground, and oil companies want to come and develop or they want to extract the value of what's below the ground where they believe there's a lot of oil and gas or hydrocarbons. So when I buy minerals, the first thing I recognize is it's a tangible asset, like buying a commercial lot, buying an office building, buying a self-storage facility. It's titled, it's got due diligence, it has uh, ownership uh, checks, it has all the attributes of a piece of real estate. The only difference is what I own is below the surface and I don't own what's above the surface. I don't have the surface rights. With that being said, one of the key things for you and for our investors to understand, Ronnie, is that um, as the landlord, I essentially get to dictate um, who I lease to, the terms by which I lease, and the conditions by which I lease. So let's use an example. Um, If I own an office building like the one we're in today, it's a two-story building, it's probably 20,000 square feet. There are a number of tenants in these different offices that have all up with a contract. They say, hey, I want to lease this office for three years or that office for five years. And the rate they pay, the terms, the number of parking places, it's all in the lease agreement. Same thing happens with minerals. The other thing that's an advantage, though, is that each owner of real estate can decide if they want to offer certain types of mineral leases, such as do you want it to be a a blanket lease where the owner, the owner of the building, pays the taxes and the insurance and all the upkeep? Or do they want to do a triple net lease where the owner of the building says, I'm gonna lease you the space, Ronnie, but I'm not paying for anything. You're gonna get your pro rata share, you're gonna pay your cost, and effectively, I'm gonna end up with a net check and pay zero cost. Well, that is exactly what minerals are. Minerals are like having a triple net lease. I'm gonna to lease to you, let's say you're Exxon or British Petroleum. You come to me and say, I wanna drill a well under your minerals. Let's assume this table we're sitting at is, is a large block of land. I own the minerals under the ground. I'm gonna tell you, I want, per net acre of minerals that I own. I'll give you a three-year lease. That means you have three years in which to drill or have activity. And I wanna retain 20% of the minerals, my royalty. I want to get 20% of whatever you find in the ground, free and clear. You're gonna give me a check for 20% of revenue and I pay no expenses. It's a triple net because when you lease it from me as an oil company, you're gonna effectively pay me the lease bonus. You're gonna do all the work. You're gonna pay all the drilling costs, operations, you're gonna pay all the taxes. You're gonna pay virtually everything on this property. The Only thing I'm gonna have is my share of production taxes for the revenue you give me. So when you drill a big horizontal well, and it makes a million dollars a month in revenue. If I have a 20% royalty, because I leased you all my minerals to drill, I'm gonna get a check for $200,000 minus my state tax to the state of Oklahoma for three, four or 5%, depending if it's gas or oil. I never get a bill. I never have to clean toilets. I never have to replace carpet. I don't have a hot water heater. I don't worry about property taxes, I don't worry about abandonment, I don't worry about escalations in value from the standpoint of being taxed higher, is a net net gain asset ownership. So that's why minerals are very much like real estate. What other questions do your partners find themselves looking for?
1: So, and and I guess to reiterate, if I already own real estate, Mm -hmm. and that is my primary or my core investment, at least in my portfolio, why why should I do minerals?
0: Okay, well, First off, it's a great question because it's like uh, owning a pizza parlor and somebody says, hey, do you want to go to a pizza buffet? And you're thinking, why would I do that? I already have a pizza restaurant that I own. But the fact is, is although the classification of minerals is very similar to what we call normal surface uh, real estate, like buildings and and development, they're very much polar opposite. And here's why. Um, Oil is tied to the U.S. dollar. Okay. oil is also inflation sensitive in that it's a positive thing. When inflation goes up, it helps the price of oil because it's tied to the dollar. Your surface real estate though, when inflation goes up, actually goes down in value because you've borrowed money, whoever's gonna lease from you is gonna pay more in rent, which means it's gonna be less profit, and it's gonna be less desirable, people can't afford it. But more importantly is, is that whoever wants to buy your building is gonna pay more, than, more in the cost in terms of debt or what the rate of return is gonna be. So when inflation kicks in, surface real estate generally goes down in value, whereas minerals go up in value. So if I like the idea that it's something I can see, touch, kick, or feel, I can touch a building, see a building, I go stand on my acreage and I can go look at my 600 acres of minerals that I own and I know there's wells on top of it, it's tangible to me, but they're actually the opposite. What happens is is that I'm going to take my real estate portfolio on the surface and I'm going to make money all the time based on the market conditions. But I wanna own some minerals so that no matter what happens in the economy, every day there's an oil or gas well making money, pumping and flowing oil and gas, and I get paid for it. And when inflation kicks in, it's gonna drag the price of commodities up. It's gonna increase the value of what I have in the ground, which does two things. It increases my cash flow and increases the value of my acreage. Why? The higher the price of oil, the more reserves are in the ground because the oil companies can economically justify extracting it. So if you have a big real estate portfolio, that's great. You get the concept of long-term hold, letting your assets become entitled. You want your assets to mature. You can look at long-term cash flow with, with limited, in this case, no cost exposed when you own minerals. But more importantly is you also have the ability to create an enterprise value from your minerals like you do with your business. If I went out and bought a piece of property and I built a building, it's worth the value of the building because it's replacement cost and I spent $2 million to build the building. Once I fill it full of tenants and I have an established cash flow, now, somebody, an investor, a buyer, is going to pay me based on a cap rate. They're going to say, I would like to buy your building at a six cap rate. I want to make 6% of my money. So now your building is a lot more valuable as a uh, ongoing enterprise, a cash flowing asset, than it is just as a replacement cost piece of sticks and bricks. Minerals are the same way. Today, if I own minerals and they're in the right area, they're surrounded by production, I know they're going to be developed, they've been de risked by an engineer, that's great, and they're worth let's say $6,750 an acre, like our BP minerals. But the minute we start seeing extraction oil and gas and we get established cash flow and the reserves are proved up and the engineers, like the appraisers, come back and say, hey, by the way, you paid $6,750 per acre, but now all of a sudden it's worth 15 or $20,000 an acre because the reserves in the ground are so abundant that your value of future cash flow is worth so much more money, buyers are going to pay you based on that value and that cash flow. So there is a huge correlation between uh, real estate, as far as surface real estate and minerals, but they are polar opposite in that they help each other. When one's down, one is up. So a lot of our heavy real estate investors love to put portfolios of minerals together. They buy minerals every quarter, twice a year, every year, because it's a nice balance.
1: And and, and you know, there's always it's about location, like you mentioned. Yeah. And then of course, um, what would you say the timing would be for? for when the value has increased and it makes sense to sell those minerals.
0: Well, let me give you an example. So this is a map of what they call the scoop and the stack in Oklahoma, okay? And you're familiar with the map. Down here is the Texas border. This is the central part of Oklahoma. Each color represents a part of the scoop and stack, meaning one area might be what they call the stack core. This is the cane of Woodford. All this really means for for the neophyte is that this is loaded with oil and gas. And if I did this as, let's say, a map comparable to Dallas-Fort Worth, these are office buildings, and these are apartment complexes, and these are Chick-fil-A's and Home Depot's and Lowe's. And what I know is, is, that if I try to buy property right in the middle of this area, well, that's like trying to buy a open commercial lot next to Chick-fil-A. It's not $10,000 an acre, it's $50 a square foot, okay? If I come all the way down here, where I know the drilling is moving, and I've got a couple of rigs located, but it's kind of wide open space, I'm still probably talking $10,000 an acre in my comparison to what you pay per square foot. So what we look at is we look at this as a balance. The balance is is that I don't necessarily want to be over here where I see nothing. I don't necessarily want to be in the middle. In my strategy for our partners is we want to be in an area where there's ongoing development, it has been de-risked, there's lots of oil and gas, but we want to be in an area that tells me that we can buy it right, we have a lot of future value, long-term cash flow, major oil companies going to develop it and so from a real estate perspective it is like real estate from the standpoint of the three phases of real estate there's raw land development there's the entitlement of that raw land where you go in and get it uh, fixed up for uh, being annexed into the city you get water you get sewage you get all the entitlements with it so it goes from thirty thousand an acre to eight dollars a square foot and then you sell that hard corner right by the highway and one of your main corridors to home depot for eleven dollars a square foot and then Lowe's goes across the street And all of a sudden you've created not $30,000 an acre or $8 a square foot. You now have $21 to $50 a square foot in Texas terms. And that simply means that everybody else who has property, their values continue to increase. Minerals are the same thing. If I'm over here buying minerals on this little part in McLean County where we're at, well, I know I have this massive amount of oil and gas and drilling activity coming toward me. I know if I can buy my minerals right next to the Home Depot in the low, and it has been proven because there's a Chick-fil-A and a McDonald's and maybe there's a Burger King down the street. I know that there is gonna be infill and I know there's gonna be development. I know that if I can buy it below market, the market's gonna increase the value once we start seeing cash flow. And that's what all these little lines represent is every time you see a line, it's an oil well creating cash flow. So we go from a raw land value to an enterprise value. So from my, from my view, my vantage point, this is an enormous geological play. It gives us 10 years worth of running room. Um, my expertise after 34 years of looking at oil and gas and being involved in literally thousands of wells tells me I know how to navigate and figure out the best value and what my job is is to not be in the middle of here Unless I'm the seller. I want to be a buyer here and a seller here. I want to buy when it's pre-development I want to sell when it's at maximum development I want to keep rotating our capital the same way real estate does it. so there's some uh, big advantages because of the cash flow, but there's also some big advantages in knowing where to be and how to be. And This is something you don't do as a one-time investment. This is something you're going to say, I want to put $100,000 a year in or half million dollars a year in for the next five or ten years and create this huge mutual fund of minerals, and that's what most of our wealthy clients are doing. That's what I do with my own money. So so, location and timing. Location and timing, correct.
1: Well, good. well I, I, I think that's going to give a better understanding as to how minerals are related to real estate. Um, yeah. I'm sure we'll have other questions and we'll provide um, our investors with uh, more further information on how that is and I uh, appreciate
0: your time today. No problem. I'll close with this. Eckerland and Acquisition is very simply a 10-person office. We do not have a lot of overhead. We don't have any pressure. We buy minerals. We put them in our account. We invite our wealthy partners to participate by buying some of the minerals with us. We'll retain the bulk or most of the minerals in our own account. We're like a specialist, we're like a neurosurgeon. Um, Our clients come to us because they know we're experts at what we do and what they want us to do is provide them the opportunity to participate with us in mineral acquisitions. So what we wanna do with you is we want you to take your your experience in investing, stocks, bonds, real estate, whatever you've done, and we wanna make this a very simple decision. So I'm gonna give you three final thoughts on minerals that make sense. First off, it is tangible, it's real, it's entitled, it's titled in the courthouse it is in perpetuity, you own it forever until you decide to sell it. Two, there's no capital exposure. You write your check for $100,000 and you own the minerals, there's no cash calls, there's no property tax, there's no expenses, there's no exposure, there's no liability from environmental, you encounter none of it. And third and last and most important to me is on top of the food chain. When there is a million dollar check written a month for oil and gas sold off these horizontal wells in Oklahoma, the first thing that happens is that oil company sends his check in for the oil bond. Gas company sends his check in. The operator, the company that drilled the well, that manages the money, looks at it and says, we got in $1 million this month. The top 20%, 18%, 25%, whatever that royalty interest that is owned by me, the landlord, whatever that percentage is, they cut my check first and there is no deductions at the bottom of that check other than the severance tax I pay to the state of Oklahoma. That means I'm a net check provider. The worst thing that's gonna happen to me is I'm gonna get carpal tunnel from taking my stamp and stamping the back of my revenue checks for minerals that I'm gonna own for the next 30 to 40 years. I do have one final closing statement that's very important. I used to have this picture on the wall of Superman. That was my superhero when I was a kid. And I've taken that down and I will put up a guy in Oklahoma who's been buying minerals for 30 years, who's worth probably three or $400 million and he owns interest in minerals in 100,000 mineral acres in Oklahoma and 24 other states. And the reason he's my hero is, is that when I sit down and look at his investment strategy, he said very clearly, Troy, I love real estate. I love minerals 10 times as much. And I said, why is that? He goes, because I never have to change out carpet, toilets. I don't have to evict anybody. I get paid no matter what's going on in the world. If there's a war, if there's a a crash in the market, every day, all over 24 states, I get paid revenue every day, 24-7. That is my new hero that goes up on my poster on my wall. I'm Troy Ecker with Eckerd Land and Acquisition. Thank you very much for your time.